<clears throat> Today it is Thursday, the 26th of May 2022, and uh, in our series uh, Reflections on the Holy Quran, this is broadcast number. 318 and these days we are discussing the meaning of Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2 verse 101 of the Holy Quran and uh, this is the sixth broadcast in looking at the uh, meanings of that uh, word. These broadcasts are brought to you courtesy of uh, LASER, Lahore MDS School for Education in Islam, which is uh, a part of Ahmadi Ajman. Just to remind you that uh, uh, the Amdev movement was established by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib Rahmatullah who taught us that uh, although other Muslims believe that after the Holy Prophet Muhammad, prophethood continues, this is incorrect because the Holy Quran says that the Holy Prophet Muhammad is Khatamun Nabiyyin. And the Holy Prophet explained that this means La Nabiyabati. There is no Prophet after me. So this is no Prophet. So that means neither an old Prophet nor a new Prophet may come. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib claimed that he had appeared in accordance, he had appeared as a mujaddid in accordance with the hadith of the, uh, the Holy Prophet, which said that God will raise reformers. He further explained that his distinction was that there were other hadith that referred to uh, a messiah and Mahdi, who shall appear amongst the Muslims. And he said that uh, those titles applied to him because 
of uh, the duties that God had entrusted him with. He further explained that uh, Muslims shouldn't be hasty in calling each other kafirs. Why? Because the Holy Prophet had said that if one reciter of the Kalima says to another reciter of the Kalima, you are a kafir, you are a heretic, then it is the person saying it. Then it is the person saying it who is the kafir, who is the heretic. And <clears throat> Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad's teaching was that some people believe some revelation that came to the Holy Prophet Muhammad is not in the Holy Quran. It's missing from the Holy Quran. Other revelation which is in the Holy Quran has been cancelled or abrogated. Hazrat Mirza Ulam Ahmad taught us that this is completely wrong because God says in the Holy Quran that He is revealing it and He shall protect it. He is revealing it and He shall protect it. So if the Holy Quran has God's protection, how can it be that some revelation that came to the Holy Prophet Muhammad was left out, left out of it? Or some revelation that is in the Holy Quran is actually cancelled. The Holy Quran is a book of guidance. What is the point of having in it God's commands? which have been cancelled, which have been abrogated. And how would we know which those commands are? So I urge my brothers and sisters to think upon this. These are serious matters. Non-Muslims take these matters and they confront Muslims and Muslims have no answer. Muslims have no answer. Because they, their beliefs are not in line with the Quran and the Hadith and Sunnah. But anyway, let us turn to today's topic. which as I said is verse 101 of the Holy Quran. A'udhu <laughs> وَلَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ 
A messenger from Allah verifying that which they have. A party of those who were given the book through the book of Allah behind their backs as if they knew nothing. <coughs> I was hoping that today we'll finish this verse of the Holy Quran, but it's not to be. <clears throat> Apologies, my throat's getting dry. <coughs> we will uh, look at the word Zahoor today. I prefer to take it easy rather than rush things, as you might have noticed. So, let me now find my notes. Where are they? Oh no, that's not my notes. Panic, panic, panic. Oh no, no need to panic, I found them. Right. <coughs> the root is va ha va. And uh, these three letters are combined to make ten different words in the Holy Quran. And in total, these words appear in the Holy Quran 59 times. 15 times as Zahr, the word Zahr, and 10 times as the word Zahara and eight times as the word Azhara and eight times again as Zahir and then uh, where are we, where are we, six times as uh, Zaharu and again six times as Zahir. <clears throat> and uh, what do they mean? Means to uh, support, to appear, to become manifest, to support, to back, to make apparent, to reveal, 
uh, and so on. And it also means the back, you know, like your back. And uh, interestingly, those of you, well, all of us who are Muslims would know that uh, it also means noon, midday. And it's mentioned as such in the Holy Quran. Bahina Tadauna Fiyab Bakum Minal Zahirati Wamin Badi Khalatil Pasha. So we can see that it refers to Salat. And it refers to Zohar, Noon, and it refers to Isha. Let me now get my notes in order. Uh, where are we? Here we are. So as I said, a zahro one meaning is the back. You know, you know, like in English they say, put your back in it. Uh, the Holy Quran in chapter eighty-four, <coughs> verse ten says, "Wa amma." Man utiya kitaba barbara zahri. And uh, the, the book of their deeds will be presented from their backs. Min zuhuri, min zuhuri him zurriyatahum. Chapter 7, verse 172. And their progeny produced from their backs. Ankada Zaharak. Chapter 94, verse 3. And what had broken your back or bent your back. So uh, <clears throat> the point is that. Um, This burden that the Holy Quran talks about, it can be physical burden, like, you know, you pick up a bag of rice or flour or whatever, but it can, but it can also be um, kind of metaphorical burden. For example, in English, we have an expression. The burden of responsibility is too much for him. Now, you know, this is not like the burden of uh, uh, a sack of flour and so on. This is burden being used in a metaphorical sense. But uh, uh, it also means what you can see on earth. Zahrul Zahrul Ard. What's on top of the earth? 
and uh, the opposite of that is of course Batnal <clears throat> Art and that is what's inside. And if you know Urdu, you will know Zahir and Batin. There's an expression, Uska Zahir or Uska Batin or. That means that what you see, this person, what you see is different to what is inside him, what he is really like. Um, so, <clears throat> and Zihriyun is used for everything that we sort of uh, put to one side that we put behind us and we forget. Varvaakum zikhriya, chapter 11, verse 92. Put behind your back. And this is what happens, things that are in front of you, you know, things that you think are important. Like I had to send someone um, a scan from a book. He'd ask for some information. So I put the book right in front of me here. So that when I come up into my office in the morning, the first thing is I see that book and I ask myself, why is this book here? Oh yes, I remember. I have to send XYZ a photocopy from this book. And uh, putting things behind you is an expression in English, which means forget it, move on. <clears throat> it also means uh, help each other, support each other. Vazaharu ala ikharajiku, chapter 60 verse 9. And they helped each other in expelling you. So, <clears throat> and again, chapter 33, verse 26, Allazina Zaharu. And this refers to the people of the book, those who supported them. But the Zaharuna alayhim bil ismi wal udwan. Chapter 2, verse 85. And uh, by exceeding the limits, by sinning, by doing things that can't be justified, you do all these things to support each other. See, we read these things and move on, but just think about this. Isn't this what happens in Muslim-majority countries? Then we have the word Az-Zahir from the same root. Helper, supporter, 
angels also help them the <clears throat> there is a particular a particular expression based on this word azihar and <clears throat> in those days there was Uh, a trick a tradition and that was that when men wanted to uh, create problems for their wives in that the marital relations had broken down but the man didn't want to keep the, the woman as as his wife but to create problems for her he didn't want to release her either then they would use this expression you are to me as my mother's back zahara me nim raati and that is he did zahar from his wife <clears throat> so that meant that she was neither married nor divorced she was stuck she was in the middle and this injustice to women has been a feature of all societies from times immemorial It continues today i mean we live in the west we think west is very advanced and this and that and so on but uh, if you look into their family lives some people you'll find that you know uh, the women are in a terrible state and this was one tactic that they used at that time in fact the interesting thing is that uh, this uh, tactic was quite common because uh, generally in the west let's talk about uk um, if a woman wanted to leave her husband she had to find some fault in him he's a womanizer he beats me whatever whatever and initially the standard was very high standard of proof you know in fact initially there was only one 
ground upon which you could ask for divorce, and that was that uh, you know either party had committed adultery. So you know, uh, private detectives had a great time. They would would follow you know the husband or the wife, whoever it was, um, and if they couldn't uncover anything, then um, people could be hired. A woman could be hired to follow the husband when he goes in somewhere, follow him in and try and entice him, etc. And then there'll be someone else taking photographs to try and prove some sort of an illicit relationship between the two. And uh, then the law made it easier and easier. And now, recently the law was amended, so it's more or less like Islamic law. And I always quote the example of Hazrat Zanib. He went to uh, the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam and Hazrat Zanib, Zanib uh, she said, I don't find any fault in Zab, but I don't want to be his wife. Simple. And law in UK has been changed to reflect that. You don't have to prove any kind of fault. All you have to say is, well, I'm very sorry, but I don't want to be his wife anymore or I don't want to be her husband anymore and that's it. Generally, it was men who would dangle women from, uh, you know, this rope, this noose they would have around the uh, the women's necks, etc. <clears throat> and uh, as I said, if there was a custom that was prevalent, then, then Islam would directly address that. Like this one, that you say this, this is wrong. Either keep them as wives or let them go. There's no in-between state. Or alternatively, it would make arrangements so that, you know, one, the affected parties were uh, got all their rights and gradually, whatever the thing was, you know, like slavery would disappear and get abolished. And uh, uh, the, the third thing was uh, to set down principles which can be applied at different times to uh, um, reform whatever the problem is um, at that time. So, uh, <clears throat> In chapter 30, verse 7, the Holy Quran says, Ya'alamuna zahi minal hayat dunya. Chapter 30, verse 7, they only know the life of this world which can be seen. That is to say, they have no idea of the hereafter or what is uh, uh, to happen in uh, the next life. 
so here you have zahir and batin <clears throat> but it also it's also used in the sense of overcoming overpowering ya qaumi lakum lakumul mulkul yawma zahirina fi fil ard chapter 40 verse 29 oh people today you are the rulers and you prevail in the country and of course the last thing i mentioned earlier salatul zuhr that is the prayer at zuhr time at midday and if you look at chapter 30 verse 18 wala hulhamdu fis samawati wal ardi wa ashiyan wa hina tuhiru and he is glorified on the earth and in the heavens and at zuhr time uh, and and uh, uh mid afternoon and zuhr time or and so so here it talks of the time of zuhr the mid midday in times of prayer and so on um that is it for today i think and uh, with a prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be may allah keep the whole humanity regardless of their color creed nationality language religion sect may allah keep everyone in his protection save them from harm and difficulty and and hell uh, With that I take my leave of you. Assalamu alaikum, khuda hafiz, and goodbye.